Hey, Matt, you know what you have in common with our three guests today? No, what's that? Nothing, because they're all 2022 Wisconsin State champions. It's showtime. This is The Ski Show, the ultimate show ski podcast, bringing you news, knowledge, in-depth interviews with legends and stars of our sport, and a little bit of fun. Here are your hosts, Matt Heilman and Adam Schaller. Welcome to the Ski Show, coming at you just a few days after an incredible Wisconsin State Championship weekend. Always the largest water ski show tournament in the world. We're going to talk about all the highlights, as well as talk to the show directors from the three winning teams. That's right. We will have joining us today, Justin Mushel from the Division I champion Aquanuts Jason Duquesne from the Division II champs, the Crivet Ski Cats, and Ian Hawkins from the Division III champs, the Chain Skimmers. Today, we are brought to you by Flyman Skis, custom-made jump skis and featherboard swivel skis at affordable prices. By the Lake Lovers Club, on a mission to grow and protect toad water sports, find them on Instagram at Lake Lovers Club. And by the Board Shop, all the summer and winter board sports gear you could ever want Visit their shop in Lake Geneva or get everything you need at bswake.com. Matt, before we dive into our interview with our three guests today, let's uh, chat a little bit, you know, about state weekend just in general. Uh, We certainly had an interesting Saturday. You can say that again, man. Weather delay (laughs) for people not aware. I mean, there was, we're, we're eighth on Saturday. Um, and Jen, our showtime was roughly going to be about yeah. four thirty, and oh, I don't know, two thirty. Storms roll in. Yep, I mean it's we know that going into that when we make that selection, right? Yeah. It's because yeah. this happened in twenty nineteen, not that long ago, where we had severe weather. Severe, like seems to always happen at campers. state now. There, you like count on it. Count on a storm state weekend. Yeah. And we got pushed to Sunday morning. And, you know, so we were all kind of going into Saturday thinking, yeah, okay, we could be getting up early on Sunday. And, uh, you know, we're kind of, but the the radar was kind of indicating, hey, we might make it, right? We might beat the yeah. weather. And uh, Beaver Dam kind of got 10 minutes into their show and then boom, lightning strike. And yep. as soon as that happens, they have to instantly delay for 30 minutes. Yeah. And that just kind of kept happening. Every time there's a lightning strike, it's yeah. 30 minutes out. And it's the radar was, minutes. so we, the, yeah, it was sketchy, right? You radar is ugly. Could, and so you like, you're looking at it and what do you do? So we go, we're all in the pavilion, just kind of waiting it out. You can't send people home. Cause it, you no. could be on and you know, in yeah, an you hour don't know when they're going to resume. Yeah. So like, we're, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And then as a show, I'm trying to talk to the officials about what's going to happen. And then we see the radar starting to clear up. What's the game plan? Are they going to let us? And at one point in the morning, they had told me uh, if storms come are they asked me, are you willing to ski after dark? And yeah, well, yes. If it means finishing our show, we'll, we'll ski after dark, no problem. And then we're told later, well, we can't let you ski after dark. We're going to call it right at sunset. And then the uncertainty of when Beaver Dam is going to get back on the water. And is there time for us to get our show in? And I, at that point, I told them we'll get any portion of our show done tonight. Like we're here and ready. If we got to come back tomorrow morning, I don't care if it's for our full show or for five acts, let's get some done Saturday night. We'll come back and wrap up. I mean, not ideal, but if we got to come back Sunday morning, so be it. Um, but it got to a point where we were like within 10 minutes, like it was looking like when Beaver Dam started that we were going to be within like 10 minutes of getting done within daylight. And they finally got the okay and said, you can finish your show, even if it's just after dark. And we did, we finished about 10 minutes after the official sunset and it was great to get it done. Uh, boy, that made for a long, interesting day, huh? Yeah. Um, 
and you know the the reason why we pick eighth on Saturday is because you know pack beach and yeah. well guess what storms kind of <laughs> cleared all so of that out home. and Packed those that cast. and those that remained <laughs> and those that remained guess where they were yeah, oh they were in the beer tent beer the tent, tent was absolutely full the yeah. rest of the beach was pretty sparse maybe a yeah. few people from the campground that uh that wandered in uh but it was it was cool i mean there's a lot of cool shots of the sun going down I and mean, yeah. it's not it's not every day you get to close down the site uh, with a show and it's, it's dark outside. No. But, and the beer uh, yeah, tent gotta... was uh, tuned up a little bit and they had some energy and that was <laughs> a fun. <little> bit. <laughs> but it was an overall great yeah. state weekend. It, it always is. Uh, I found myself watching a lot of shows this weekend. You know, I, I like to do that for, you know, we got the podcast awards and we're not on the committee, but I like to keep my eyes on things. but there were some cool shows, like so many innovative things happening at D2 and D3, uh, it's fun to see. I loved the uh, water walkers opened with four barefooters towing four barefooters. So there's eight barefooters on the water, but they're in tandem, and it was like eye-popping. It was yep. super cool. I, I really liked seeing that. It's awesome. Really cool tandem stuff this weekend. Yep. Uh, what, what team was it that did the adaptive yes, uh, tandem? Uh, Shano. Shano did the I mean, adaptive tandem, won an award for that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. So fun stuff, you know, and, and so just seeing some of that creativity is fun. Uh, and as much tandem stuff as you're seeing, Adam, you're still not seeing anyone do a tandem prefab. Plug. <laughs> Plug. Plug. No one else has done yeah. that. Shano's tried. Uh, so any folks on the difficulty committee want to talk to Shano about oh how goodness. dang hard that act <laughs> is, you may do so. Uh, so there we go. Uh, individuals Thursday was fun. So, so let's just recap some of the results from the weekend. Maddie Hageman won swivel, a great swivel comp. The top five swivelers were awesome. Um, and, and it was really competitive at the top. Good stuff. Corey Krivitz and Kim Stoner won doubles. Badwater won team jump and and they continue to innovate. They've they put out two new jumps this weekend that nobody's ever seen and and they get to name them as a result. But they're they one was a they I think that they call it the three man weave. It was a flip under a flip over a flip. I do not know how you dream up that stuff and then you how and then how you go about like trying that for the hey, first boys, time. Like, why don't you, we go out, let me, let me flip under you and over you and let's see how it goes. Yeah. And Badwater's been doing that. I mean, they've been, they've been the forefront of those complicated yeah. under over jumps forever. So like fun yeah, to watch amazing. that innovation that they have in, in jump and team jump. It's so cool. Grace Petzold and Kaylee Kohler won the pairs swivel comp. And our boy, Mad City, Derek Buckman, was the freestyle jump champion at the individual Superman. events. Superman. Yep. Superman. He did yep. a great job. Congratulations to Derek. Yeah. He had a great weekend. He had a great show, too. So uh, team results. Uh, in Division One, uh, Aquanuts, first place. They had a super clean show, just edged out the Rock Aqua Jays, who were second. Uh, and we mad city were a distant third, uh, although we feel pretty good about our show. So we're, uh, improving, uh, slowly, but surely D two Krivitz ski cats won by a, a pretty healthy margin over uh bad water. Who was in second, the water walkers, uh, who went from winning D three last year to third place in D two this year. Cool to see their rise. And Shauna was fourth place in D two. And then D3, the chain skimmers won a really tight one over uh, the Quahomets, who were second place, and Southern Wakes, who was third place. All right. Well, winning a state championship is special, and being a show director for that championship uh, can be even more special. So let's get to our interview with our three guests. All three are state champion show directors. Well, let's welcome to the podcast three championship show directors. 
I'd like to introduce each one of you. Thanks for being here today. First of all, I'll say hello to Ian Hawkins from the Chain Skimmers. Hey, Ian. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. You got it. We also have Jason Duquesne from the Crivet Ski Cats. Hey, Jason. Hey. Howdy. Happy to be here. And we got our good friend, Justin Mushell from the Aquanuts. What's going on, Mush? Not much. Uh, it's about time you invite me on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't earned it till now. Your wife was worthy about a year ago. And <laughs> yeah. Didn't we ask your wife first? Like I thought she was supposed to be on tonight. This, so this is a surprise to see you. She's a real. Yeah. Aquanut, we'll, we'll get in, we'll, <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> okay, great. Well, thank you guys for all being here. Uh, this whole episode is about state which for many people is one of the greatest weekends of the year. And so let's talk about that. How was your state? I mean, the Monday after state is brutal, isn't it? And we're recording on Monday after state. Absolutely brutal, isn't it? Yeah, I'm hungover for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go back to work to uh, get some rest. Yeah, I hear you. It definitely was a tough day. Yeah, yeah. That's the way Monday after state is. So how... Let's talk about state weekend. What are what were your overall thoughts on the weekend as a whole? Uh, how was it for you guys, your your team, the the social as well as the skiing? Just chat a little about about how awesome state is. Hey, I, um, like, you oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I personally enjoy coming into Thursday afternoon and you know just seeing everybody excited for the whole weekend and seeing everyone swivel, do doubles, team jump, and then go into swivel pairs and freestyle. It's a good way to kick off the weekend. Yeah, and you skied in a couple of those events, didn't you, Ian? I did. I skied team jump and freestyle. You were with the Northwoods Collective on team jump, right? You guys took second to Badwater? That we did, yes. Congrats to We were pretty excited about how we skied. Yeah, that's fun. Good for you. Yeah, and for us, uh, Ski Cats, uh, we came in on Wednesday night this year, which usually we have a show on Wednesdays, but we decided this year because we uh, were doing some individuals again that uh, we were going to just not uh, do our Wednesday show. We had a great show the Saturday before, so we're going to ride that out. Uh, Rolling on Wednesday, uh, individuals is always awesome. Uh, I got to drive our swivel girls this year because uh the kurt who normally drives them had a, a meeting down in atlanta for the full week and uh my son kale jumped freestyle for the first time so man it was it was great and i, and I really like the uh the figure eight uh barefooting to cap it off at the end of the day that was super cool i heard that was pretty rough yeah <laughs> it was really rough out there and <laughs> it was neat because a, a, a lot of the younger guys that uh maybe don't get highlighted quite as much, got a chance to get out there. And uh, some of some of the studs uh, stepped aside and let the younger guys take the team spot, which I, I thought was pretty cool. And did you yeah. stay the whole weekend? Did you start on Wednesday night and were you there for the whole thing? Yeah, we uh, we oh, pulled out so Sunday so. night after the awards. And uh, <laughs> so we, we camp in the campground and uh, I have this old uh, – 1993 motorhome, right? And my wife's like, "Well, what what time are you going to be home?" And I said, "Well, hell, I just hope to get home." <laughs> I'm not quite sure what what time that's going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Did you meet Brad from Mad City? Oh my god, camping! <laughs> I did. I, I did not, but surely we crossed paths somewhere. You sure oh, did. I'm sure so you did. Adam and I, I want to. It's our teammate Brad, and uh, we want to mic him up in the beer tent next year. I mean, Ian knows Brad from. Uh, back in the Brad Meyer. So we want to mic him up in the beer tent and then make that a a podcast. We're going to, we're going to go live with Brad Meyer and beer tent, beer tent, Brad. It's going (laughs) to, it's going to be a segment called Brad breaks down the scores in the beer tent and it's going to be unfiltered. (laughs) I mean that. And I I bring that up because like Brad's like the nicest guy and he's so like, but he's so fun when he gets a couple of beers in him because mm-hmm. he's just, there's no filter. It's just whatever's <laughs> coming to his mind. It's just like, boom. Right. Yep. It's good hey, stuff. Hey, maybe that uh, breakdown, maybe that breakdown would be really helpful for some of us. <laughs> yeah, right. that if, it, it would be a different perspective. perspective. It would be a different perspective. Yeah, that's for sure. 
What is your, your guys is what's your favorite thing about state weekend? Like if you had to say one thing you love about Wisconsin state weekend, what is it? For me, uh, I would say that it's connecting with friends. I mean, I know that sounds cliche and cheesy, but you know, we have like shows in such a huge community. Um, and we're all, but it's like, we're all, it's, but it's small still at the same time, which sounds awkward, but it, it's not, it's like connecting with all the people that either skied on a different team that you haven't seen in a year or two years. And you, there are people that you get to connect with only once a year. Right. And for me, that's, that's what I love about that, that connection with some of the old friends and even seeing you two clowns, you know, that's cool. But <laughs> I, 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 th- I think it's to, to me, you get to spend time uh, with the greatest people on the planet. Now, when you're camping out there, okay, this is so different than any other environment you might camp in. You walk down to the campground, there's jump skis, wetsuits, beer cooler. Like everyone just leaves everything laying out and nobody has any concern about anyone touching anything. And that just carries over into the entire show ski community. Uh, the most trustworthy people uh, I've ever been around and I don't, it's, it's just, it's, uh, um, I don't, I just love that being, being around, you get to know everybody and it, it's really awesome. Ian, how about you? What's your, what's your favorite thing about state weekend? I'd say my favorite part of state weekend is the second our teardown flags get closed and everybody's in a group in that small area trying not to trip over all the skis but celebrating at the same time yeah it's nothing's better than the next four hours after that yeah it's even before awards you just you know you're just happy about how you did and you'll find out in a few hours that's exactly right and you're done and you put in all this time and effort up front and you're with these people so much in the lead up to state like it's it's your second family. These are, these are your people. And uh, we, all yeah, the time you right. put in and uh, that, then that, yes, that post show and that deep breath it's done. And now we celebrate. Now we enjoy good or bad. We're going to go have some cocktails together and enjoy, have, have a few beers. And that's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about before we dive into each one of you about your shows, about the life of a show director, you're all show directors and people don't even get the work that goes behind the scenes to lead a championship team. They don't, they don't get it. They don't know. They stuff magically happens and it's your brain power that is churning 24 seven. And with all the details and all the organization and all the stuff that goes on to organize teams and organizations like we have talk about that. Um, and, and what it's like to be a, and now a championship show director for all of you. I think one of the things people don't realize is, I mean, one thing for our team is we pretty much have to redo every single boat pattern for our show because our home sites backwards and the amount of time it takes to just go through and just think specifically of States patterns, you know, it's a full day at least. Yeah. You have to redraw, you have to refigure, reconfigure everything. And the, the amount of the, for one the show. mental for capacity one show. that yeah. takes yeah. for you to make sure every detail is covered and every I dotted and T cross, that's, that's a lot of work for you, man. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's a lot of props to our skiers and especially boat drivers to remember everything's different mm-hmm. and where to be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing for you to go through it in your head and for you to know it, but it's a whole nother mm-hmm for you to relay that to all the people that need to know that and for them to remember that and get that ingrained for that one show. Yeah. So it's a really big team effort too. So that's crazy but it's fun. to me. So you, you really have to go through and completely change your bowl pattern and then, you know, be trans like, and then communicate that with your, the boat drivers. That's the biggest thing. Skiers will figure it out. Right. Yeah. But that is wow. That's impressive, man. Congratulations. That's mm-hmm. crazy. So, yeah, I think huge round of applause for our boat drivers to, you know, review these boat patterns. And then, you know, it's one thing to understand it on paper and then the next thing to drive it. And 
you know, if you have a skier fall, it's things get wacky. Mm-hmm. And then to be, to be that successful is wow. That's, yeah. Thank you. Jason, how about you? What it, uh, what, uh, talk about life of a show director leading up to state and, and winning state. Yeah. So, uh, I'm actually very fortunate that I co-direct with two amazing and extremely experienced ladies, uh, from show skiing that they handle a lot of the heavy lifting. And I come in, uh, we talk about bow patterns. Uh, I like to work with the music, um, sound effects, uh, and, and much like Ian, our show site is so much different than the state show course. We don't really have to reverse anything, but in our, in our show, um, I mean, it's challenging for us to bring anything uh, from the right-hand side. And um, we're a really shallow lake, so we have a lot of walk-in time. Um, so it, it is definitely an adjustment. Um, like you said, the skiers, the skiers ski, uh, the boat patterns. I mean, we were changing things up, up until literally the week before, uh, to try and get things right. And, uh, you know, once we get out there, it just seemed to kind of click a little bit. So you always hope for, right. You never know how that 60 minutes is going to go and you hope it clicks. And when it clicks, it's awesome, right? Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And honestly, when we, when we start out in our show director meetings, our number one objective is to write a state show. I mean, we all love to uh, entertain for our home crowds, but uh, in the back of our mind, we're, we're thinking, thinking points and, and what are we going to do uh, in front of the, the, the judges? That's, that's our motivation. Mm-hmm. Is, is your state show very different from your home show? Um, honestly, this year, the only thing we really changed is at home, we like to do barefoot circles and, uh, barefoot circles has always been a challenge for us at state, uh, because we're not used to the, the more narrow show course, which, you know, for, for those who ski on, on the rivers or narrow lakes all the time, it's fine. We struggle with that. Uh, our, our circles, uh, sometimes I feel like we would go outside the pontoon boats that are all parked out there, uh, <laughs> having, having, uh, parties, but we do massive barefoot circles and the crowds love them at home, but it just doesn't work for us at state. So, uh, that'll go back in, uh, starting Wednesday. Nice. Mosh, how about you? How was lead up to state, the stress of a show director? How was it? Well, the stress is. I mean, um, I mean, obviously it's stressful, right? I mean, and, and you're in the mix to compete for a championship and, you know, the Aquanauts have a great reputation, um, getting that done. I think it's, you know, it's a full-time job. It's, you know, I tell, <laughs> shit, I tell, here we go. Um, I'll, I tell work. It's like, well, I'm done at three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like I am Monday, you know, I'm done at three o'clock. I'm not working. I am focused on either, you know, communicating with boat drivers or changes or um, just putting together like, well, who's going to be there? Who's going to be at practice? I mean, we have, we have a a lot of, we we have enough skiers, obviously. Um, And then trying to figure out what that looks like. So who's going to be at practice? Who's not going to be at practice? And if they're not going to be at practice, what are we going to put together? Right. Cause we, I mean, I mean, God bless you. And like, we try to do a show run through the, I mean, what we do is we focus on show run throughs from the two weeks before state. Like we're just, we're in the mode show run throughs every practice. Obviously we have home shows Wednesday, Saturday, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I think the, I think the biggest thing is, it's really just like a psychological, psychological judo with trying to keep people happy and do what's right for the team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, I mean, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing and, and being respectful because you're dealing with people who are, you know, our youngest gear on seniors is 12 and then you've got 60 year olds. Right. So that dynamic of dealing with all those different personnel, right? Yep. So, you know, but I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I really, it's, it's, it's fun when it works. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Sure is. It's a lot, lot did, goes into did you, it. Did you all have expectations of winning this weekend? I mean, no. was that okay? No, <laughs> no, not, not at all. No, not no, all. and yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, yep. so no for crivets, no for chain skimmers. That's interesting. Uh, we'll we'll dive into that with you guys. Uh, in a minute here, but I, we do want to hear a little bit more about okay. that. That's that's interesting, and that that changes uh, a little bit, kind of the the perspective going in. Um, that's interesting. Um, that's and that's and then when you win, that what a fun surprise, huh? What a fun! Surprise. It is that's a great surprise. So cool, uh, Adam. Before we dive in with these guys one on one on each of their shows, let's talk about Flyman skis. Holy crap, were they all over the state tournament? Like Thursday at individuals, I'm looking in the skiers area at the swivel skis, and there's Flyman skis, and Maddie Hageman wins state swivel champ, and she's on a Flyman featherboard. And uh all all the jump skis when the when the team jump teams were all assembled back on the hill, you're starting to see more and more Flyman skis infiltrate in there. It, it's awesome to see. Yeah, you know, and to Jason's point, uh, you know, at the campground, everybody just kind of leaves everything out because you can, and it's the largest water ski tournament in the world, you know, 30 some teams plus the individual competition. Yes, there were flyman skis, jump skis, and featherboards literally everywhere. Yeah, and 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 uh the MVP, male MVP of division one, Ethan Shoulder, Flyman, he's a flyman guy, he freaking stomped his show, unreal. And these skis are just performing at if, if the best skiers in the world use them, everybody can use them and they're custom made. I saw a badass pair of Shermalot jump skis that were custom Flyman's with Shermalot logo on them. So cool. Uh, and you can get yours custom made. You, you guys had one made for Annika, right? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're, they're beautiful and they're made for skiers by skiers. Jack and Nick are doing a great job. Get your orders in because they are absolutely swamped because everybody wants a pair of these things. Yep. Get yourself to flymanskis.com. That's flymanskis.com. All right, Ian, let's dive in and talk about the skimmers yes. show. So when was the last state championship you guys had for, with the skimmers? Uh, in 2014, we won D3 as, uh, for the first time. Okay. And then before that, maybe Division One in the late seventies. Sure. Wow. Okay. And early two thousands, we were close to winning D two, but usually it was second or third, fourth place. Hmm. So it, it was exciting to you know celebrate once again, and everybody had a great time on the water this weekend. So Ian, you had mentioned that you know there really there wasn't the expectation to win, but. When your show was over, did you think you had a chance to win? Mm, I didn't. I was thinking second or third. Um, You know, we kind of go into state as just another show, trying not to get too overwhelmed by it. The years where we went in thinking we want to win, it never works well. So we just went in looking to have fun, improve our shows for the rest of the summer. And typically we've been skiing a very good show all year round. And we had a couple glitches in the system during our state show, which was abnormal for us, but you know, we, uh, that's, it was fun to see that we won after, uh, um, kind of just going in, looking that fun. You guys, you know, won some awards. What were some of the highlights of your show? If you had to, you know, looking back on it now, what, what were some of the standout things in your show? It standout things in our show, every girl act. I mean, the girls really came together this year and they pretty much skied every act to the beach. The girls, they got highest scoring ballet. Um, we got highest scoring pyramid. And then the showmanship award went to all the girls on the team. Um, their beach, their doc, dance ballet beach dance and introductions were phenomenal this year so very happy that the ladies you know they put in a lot of time they deserve that yep. and we also had a outstanding female skier anastasia on the team she skied very well and has been skiing great all year round did you know that anastasia is also a 
uh, Division One Best Ballet Choreographer. The Mad City Ski Team. I did not know the that. The Mad City Ski <laughs> Team Ballet Dances were choreographed by Anastasia and Mad City won best ballet and tied for the highest scoring act of the whole tournament. And Anastasia was choreographed our dances. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm glad uh, she was able to share, share her skills with both teams. Yeah, she, she did. We, we love her for that. So uh, kudos to your girls, man. That's awesome. What does the win mean for you guys? Like what, what does it mean for the team right now? Um, right now I would say, you know, it, it's bringing everybody even closer than we already are. And it keeps that excitement going for the rest of the year. I mean, we're, we have shows all the way to Labor Day. And I mean, even for some people now it's that extra push to learn the next trick, mm-hmm. you know, riding on the excitement of winning state and wanting to come back next year with another trick or two in their bag. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, it's achievable now, right? You won yes. one and you're like, it's there, you know, it's so that's, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It carries you through the next season for sure. And you'll only be more comfortable the next time you go. Yep. How do you guys feel like if, you know, if you got to move up to division two now, how do you feel like you're going to fit in there? Ooh, that's a good question for us. That makes us a little nervous. Yeah. Um, we were joking that we're uh, going to have to petition the stay in D3. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may have been the only team at the tournament with two votes. I could be wrong, but I feel like every other team was three boats. So let's more. talk about your team size. You had two tow boats. How many skiers? This year we had 29 skiers touch the water and that's including an announcer. Wow. Wow. So your announcer um, can ski. <laughs> yes, he can. Okay. Yeah. Arch, can. I tried. Yep. Yep. He and then he centered our four tier. Wow. Adam, <laughs> Adam, Adam, step up yeah. your game. <laughs> Dude, I'm five, seven. You're not going to put me in the middle of a, yeah, you can go like, with Dano and Derek Buckman and you can do this. Yeah. You got oh, two, two girls with, with legs, one foot shorter than the other. And then it works out perfect. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's an interesting perspective, Ian, you know, so we, we got teams from all three divisions here and all different sizes and, Division three is, I mean, state does a good job of putting teams in divisions where they're most competitive uh, and, and with two tow boats and 29 skiers, you know, it was, it was close in, in D three with, you know, uh, Quahomets and Southern yep. wakes and um, is a competitive division three. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see a few more teams in D three. Mm-hmm. I know some teams haven't come out in a few years, but. Uh, we feel competitive with pretty much all five teams in the division. Yeah. And there were, there really was. So a few years ago when they re uh, aligned the divisions, it was more balanced. There's more like eight or nine in each division. And now it got a little wonky with more in D two and less than D three. I think might be time for a little rebalancing again and get, you know, D three back to seven or eight teams at least. Yep. It'd be nice to see. I mean, uh, I had some time to skim through Cribbit's show today and, you know, they have an amazing show and there's no way we could be competitive with a team like that in D2. Sure. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, congrats to you guys, Ian, man. That's yep. fun stuff. Congratulations. Uh, skimmers always have a fun show. You guys have great talent, even with, uh, you know, smaller team size, two boats. You guys have skilled skiers yourself and, and many others uh, that, uh, ski up in that Northwoods, just so much talent there and uh, kudos to you guys. Thank you. We all appreciate it. Yeah. Adam, let's uh, talk a little bit about Lake Lovers. Uh, the Lake Lovers Club is doing amazing things. They were also all over the state tournament. They had a booth set up. Kevin Michael yep, was sure did. everywhere this weekend. We just had him on our podcast and he was there all weekend long at state. And that was awesome to see their presence there. Yeah, he was by far the loudest fan during the Aquanut show, no doubt about it. And they're <laughs> the setup that they had, the the booth. I, I bought a shirt from them on Friday. It was the actually wearing it right now. I can't see it because this is a podcast, but it's their red sand uh, foot cleaning service yeah. T-shirt. So custom one for first state. So uh, he, he said and, they needed to bring you know, more inventory of that because they those sold like hotcakes and uh, 
it's so cool. Yeah, they had to do some. They had to do some digging to, to find to find my size medium. Yeah, they found it. Yeah, yep. Good, good for you. Yeah, and these guys. So when you buy a T-shirt from Lake Lovers, it goes to their initiative, their movement uh, to really help all Toad Water Sports to grow Toad Water Sports, and this initiative is doing great things. So much positivity and love for what we do on the water is, is what they're all about. And, and literally just support them by getting on their website, buying a t-shirt. Yeah. You can follow them on Instagram. They've got great, uh, gr- they're a great Instagram follow with all sorts of contests. And now we got twin lakes corn fest coming up, uh, just a handful of weeks and we're going to be there and it's going to be fun. Uh, check out lake lovers on Instagram at lake lovers club. All right. Jason Duquesne, Cribbit Ski Cats, first place division two. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. And let me just back up for a second and hit up Ian. Yeah. Because he, you know, if he thinks that they can't be competitive in D2, I, I completely disagree with that. I mean, you guys have an amazing announcer and you threw out a couple acts. Uh, minimally in your show that were super impressive. You got Jeff Shank doing uh, backwards around the boat, which was awesome. And the uh, hop dock pyramid was one of the coolest acts I saw all weekend in any division. Like they, those girls just crushed that act. So thank I, you. I They'll be excited to hear that. You, 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 you're up in D2 and I, I think you guys are going to be there for a while. Well, we'll give it a shot. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it's definitely intimidating. That's no, for sure. Oh, don't let it be. Yeah. That's that's yeah. uh I, I like to hear that, Jason. That's nice, nice positivity there. But uh, but thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Jason, talk about your you know, your show overall. You guys had to be happy with it when you got done, weren't you? Oh, we were we were we were pumped. Uh, I mean, we actually felt like it was one of the best ski cat shows, maybe that's ever ever hit the water. Wow. Um by us. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're small and I'll, I'll get into that. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit later, but we're, we're kind of a, I think we're a little different than most clubs. Um, you know, we went through a, a time where, uh, we were doing shows every Wednesday, Saturday, and we, our core membership has been around forever. Uh, our, our towboat one driver, Jeff Mersaw, uh, he started in the ski cat club in 1972. Yeah. Do the math on that one. <laughs> our, uh, Jan that does our costumes is in her eighties. Like this, we have people that have been around forever. So, you know, probably, uh, five, six years ago, people were getting a little tired. So we, we, uh, after state now we only do one Saturday show for the rest of the year. So we kind of scaled things back. And I think uniquely with us is, we don't, once, once we're done, uh, after labor day, well, we're actually done in the middle of August, but we don't practice at all during the winter. We have no land practice. We don't, we don't do anything until the dot goes in and we hit the water. Um, of course our show directors start working, you know, in, in the spring, but as far as the skiers go, uh, because we have such a solid core and, and a lot of young talent. Um, we literally, I, I call it, and I think I might've got this from your, your podcast earlier. We're a just add water kind of club. Mm. Like they don't, we don't do anything in the off season. Uh, we'll go to think tank with a few people. We'll work on the production, but the skiing is, is pretty, pretty damn solid. Dude. I love it. Um, I'm going to be a ski cat. Yeah. You could be a ski cat. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, this, like this year we did, we had three water practices, which are usually a couple, couple hours a piece. And we came out on a Saturday and just crushed a home show. So everyone's like, Oh my God, how, how is this possible? Um, but we, we got humbled the next Wednesday because it was rougher water and, uh, we had a train wreck of a show. So, you know, which is going to happen, but we, no, no none of the rest of us ever have train wrecks of shows. No, never, no, never happens. Of course, of course. Course and all that winter practice not. we do makes us so good in the summer. <laughs> yeah. So, but that, 
that gave us an opportunity to kind of kind of be humbled just a little bit and and reflect and uh i mean we didn't we didn't have a theme honestly up until about april we were working with a different theme and nobody uh really was in love with it at all including myself even though i was the one that came up with it uh so we we switched into the theme uh think tank was huge for us uh because myself heather my uh co-director we went there she really dived into the production your podcast has hit in the past on the importance of production box scores like that's where we really tried to uh, make our show better, adding multiple announcers. And uh, we, we spent the time there. We knew the skiing was going to be good if we had the right conditions. Uh, so we, we kind of worked on the production piece of it. And I mean, we, we go into a show, a state show. Like last year, we, uh, I think we were third place, which we were shocked by that. And this year we were shooting for a top four, uh, primarily so we could pick, have a good s- slot to pick where we skied again next year. Ah. So we're, we're, we're pretty <laughs> laid back, pretty, pretty humble, humble club as far as that goes. So when you guys got done though, you, so you said you think it was one of the best ski cat shows that's ever been done when you're, when you're done in that and you're out of that 10 minute teardown, did you think we got a chance to win this baby? No, hell no. Really? <laughs> not at all. Why not? No, not at all. I I don't know. I mean, I was watching I was watching some shows. The uh the show before us, uh the ski sprites, man, they their first 20 minutes of their show was unbelievable. I was like, man, these guys are on on fire. You know, and we then head off to the boat landing. And uh, you know, of course we know Shano is uh really hungry and and uh you know mm-hmm. They do an amazing, amazing show. So we're thinking we're just uh, we're just a little club here looking to have a good time, and we're gonna we're gonna just do it ski cat style and throw it out there. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you mentioned that you have some insane young talent, including your son Kale. You got you know Kale's throwing moves. Uh, how old's Kale? Uh, he's seventeen. Right, seventeen. Oh, so he's one oh, yeah. ski, 17. one ski flipping gainer. Doing mobs. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't he didn't make it in freestyle. Um, that would have been sweet. Uh, but holy talent there. Josie Smircheck, Abby Langer. Abby was uh most valuable female in D2. Kale was most valuable male in D2. You guys are loaded with young talent. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm sure Josie wasn't far behind in that that run no, either. I can't imagine. Um, yeah. It's so here here's here's the thing with ski cats. I mean um, we have, I'll just give you a rundown of our, our numbers just for fun. I, I was calculating them this morning to see who, who we really are. And we have 66 total people that put a show on the water. That's, uh, announcers, sound, boat, mm-hmm. rope winders, skiers, whatever. 38 skiers that touch a rope handle. So I'm not including, you know, the littles in there that are riding on shoulders. We got 38 people that are actually grabbing a handle and get getting towed behind the boat of that 38 14 of them are under the age of 18 and i to me i just think that's remarkable they they work their butt off but what it takes is that core membership i mean uh so mark mark kozer we were talking in the campground ahead of time and He's like, this will be my 29th show that I've skied at state. So ski cats are a team that really doesn't have much turnover, but we really don't bring a lot of new members in. I think Mm -hmm. nowadays uh, people are very shy of the commitment that uh, show skiing is. I mean, you guys are all very well familiar with it, but uh, so we just kind of stay around those same numbers. Um, This year we've had a few families come in that have been amazing um, our pickup boats, we didn't know who was riding pickup boats the week of our first show. And we had some, some new families come in and those guys stepped up and were absolutely just amazing. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the young talent, I mean, Kale, Kale's crushing it, Abby, all these guys. And it's fun. Cause we all ski together out here on, on our off time. And, uh, I feel like we spend a lot of, a lot of money and gas, our, our barefoot line. We have uh, 
which I think we brought nine through, which is pretty good for, for our club. And we had an 11 year old, a 12 year old and a 13 year old that skied through that. And they always do like they're in that 80, 90 percentile of, of coming through. So um, we got some, some young, hungry, hungry skiers for sure. Awesome. So Jason, you guys won D2. So that means you, what are your thoughts on going to D1? Yeah. Okay. So uh, honestly, initially um, not that excited about it, Um, but (laughs) And my ride home in my old rickety motor home, I got thinking, you know, when, when we're out here skiing with, with our young, young guys and girls, they, a lot of times they get in the habit of doing the same things over and over and over because they're comfortable. And that's how I would describe ski cats and D2 is very comfortable. Like that's a, it's a safe place for us. We, we feel like we are always kind of middle of the pack. We've had some good years. We've had a couple that haven't been so good, um, but we're comfortable. And when the kids are doing out, out there, not challenging themselves, I'm one that says, okay, we're, things are about to get uncomfortable. You have to push a little harder today and we're going to land somewhere a little further ahead tomorrow than we were today. And I guess that's the way we're looking at uh, bouncing up to D1 is we're going to be a little uncomfortable but we're going to make the best of it. And uh, at the end of the day, we're going to have a great time. We're going to be able to showcase uh, who the ski cats are, some of our great talent in front of a huge crowd. And we are going to land just a little further ahead than what we're sitting today. Nice. It's fantastic. Well, you guys go to following up on that. Are you guys going nationals? You guys going to D2 nationals? Uh, We are not. Uh, That was nowhere even a blip on our radar initially. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, I, w- I would say that probably not. Right. Well, Jason, congrats to you and the ski cats, man. Great show. Yeah. Great tournament. Nice. Uh, you know, that's, that's exciting stuff and really fun to see you guys grow. And I love watching your young talent. It's so fun to see what you guys got cooking there. And I can't wait to see you guys make the step up to D one and see that talent continue to grow. So congrats to you all. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I was going to make uh, one more comment because uh, I know you guys will enjoy the last part of this. Uh, when you come to a ski cat show, you can count on two things that you're going to see some amazing young talent and you're going to dance to celebrate for your ending <laughs> dance. <laughs> I, I got, I, <laughs> I got a text message from our, from Jackie who runs sound for us. And she's like, you're, you're, you're not going to believe it. Adam ski cats ended their show with celebrate. And I'm like, perfect. <laughs> we, perfect. Al- we always do, man. Just, just for you guys. That's awesome. Awesome. I mean, stuff. It is deep tradition, deep tradition, but we, now we have even more of a reason because you guys love it so much. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Adam, before we uh, touch base here with Mush, let's talk about the board shop, Lake Geneva board shop, man. Our family's had some recent purchases there. Uh, I just got uh trick binding for my youngest son, Eli. And then my oldest son, Jack needed a new trick binding. He blew his out. He's literally texting Richling. Jason Richling's texting back. Here's what I got. Here's what you want. And it showed up over state weekend, like this was Friday and we got home and the box was on the front step. Uh, so much awesome gear that they've got in stock and ready to roll at the board shop. Yeah. And then we're not just talking summer stuff. I mean, even though it's still July, but you know, Mushel and I were just talking uh, yesterday about snow skiing uh, that, you know, we're already starting to think about that and, and gearing up for that. And they've got all of that stuff too. So yep. yeah, the board shop, they've got a new location right next door to their old location in Lake Geneva. And if you can't make it down to Lake Geneva, of course you can check them out at bswake.com. All right. Justin Mushel, Aquanut show directing division one champion directing with your wife with with your your wife wife. with your wife so let's talk about that first yeah please um so lisa and i um we really um we were kind of at a a turning point in our marriage and um and it's i don't want to get emotional about it but i might um we were going to get a divorce 
And instead of going to counseling, we decided to shoulder act together <laughs> to the Aquanauts for this year. <laughs> and it's been uh, the, ther- the therapy so I've had that we've. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Hell yeah. Oh, my God. It's like it's, it's in the, the NSSA P&P manual that husbands and wives should not shoulder act together. Well, no. And I think, uh, you know, when Adam and I came to Think Tank and trying to bust you and raisin up and then raisin one up us or one up me at think tank is like, Oh, just by the way, Justin Moshel decided to show direct with his wife. And by the way, we're just going to chalk that up for divorce <laughs> in front of like 40 people. Right. Like, well played. Yeah. Well played. Well, kudos to you guys uh, for uh, still staying married through it all to this point. Winning cures all though, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> So let's talk back to back. Uh, how does it feel, especially in this is the 50th anniversary year for the Aquanuts back to back championship. Pressure. How does that, how is that man? Really? I mean, it feels amazing. Like we've got, so this week is our anniversary. Like alumni are all back. Um, and, you know, Aquanuts have such a rich tradition of, you know, back in the eighties, the early seventies, you know, they, I mean, Aquanauts did a lot of cool things to to change show skiing, and to be able to go out there and ski the show we did, um, and have the skiers ski the way they did, and uh, I mean, it was it's it's special because like all the alumni are like texting me like it's so I can't wait to see the trophy, I can't wait to be a part of this, like they all kind of feel like a part of it, which is you know as a you know as a the love of show skiing it feels good like to have that kind of buy-in from your the alumni and and going into this anniversary week it's going to be a lot of fun so well i I will say this that uh so i was sitting next to matt um during the aqua jays show Mm -hmm. which you know you ever sit next to matt during a show um you know yep you know halfway through their show i'm like god like the jays are unbeatable this year like they're that good, right? The the yep. whole package, talent, production, mm-hmm. numbers, everything. And then you guys go out and ski the show that you did. You had what seven seven falls? Yeah, uh, Curtis told me uh, we had 197 rides and seven falls. Yeah, I mean that. that <laughs> crazy. Here's what's interesting like, about so here's what's interesting about that 197 ride number. And this is this is goes out to all teams that feel like if they're not the biggest, they can't compete and be be among the best. We had over 260 rides. Rock Aqua Jays had over 300 rides. So that's over a hundred more than the Aquanuts. And the Aquanuts had seven falls and won a state championship. That says a lot. Right. And like to Jason's point of while we're going to D1, you don't, if you have the talent, like as a show director, you really just have to try and put it together and represent the team and be hot and fast. Um, I would not be afraid if I were you to come to D1. I mean, you guys have crazy talent in, I mean, you guys obviously have a talent, talented skiers as well. Um, But yeah, don't, don't be afraid to make that jump. I mean, you develop your skiers and you kind of start building something. So I, and you guys, yeah, you guys have ta- point. like you have, you have massive talent. Like you have team USA skiers yeah. all over the water. When you got a jump act with Craig plant and Cody coffee and Ethan Shulda, that's awesome. <laughs> and then you got Kaylee Kohler and uh, Kayla coffee and uh, you get the best male and best female skier. And, uh, you know, that helps win championships when you are able to work with that talent. That's so much fun to see on the water. It is, you know, and the thing is, is like, because you have that rich, like you've got the, you got the team USA people who are like, you know, right. All world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you work with those people, so, you know, but then you've got the Colin Barber, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, um, we've got, other people on our team that are just, they're, they're amazing 
overall show skiers with this talent. Like Colin Barber comes through. I mean, and I didn't even realize this. You know, I, I was sitting on the dock um, two weeks ago and I watched the nut drop, right? So we do that where Cody goes over the barefooter. Yeah. And I, I've never seen it from that perspective before. And I mean, he's like an arm's length from that jump yeah. backwards barefooting. Yeah. And you're like, that goes sideways real quick, right? Yeah. But he holds, right? The driving, Bob Kohler, you know, I mean, and that's what's it's, but it's stressful as a show director. Well, you, you have to manage. Well, you got to manage talent. the talent. You got to put it together. But yeah, you also have that's exactly like you've homegrown a lot of awesome talent, which is what right. teams need to do. It's what our it's it's what our team is in right now is growth mode. We're on like this kind of three year. Mm. We got young, hungry core that is a few years out from realizing their talent. You've done that. Like uh, I couldn't tell you how many people said to me. Uh, your swiveler, Maggie, right? Oh yeah. Maggie Kelly. Maggie Kelly. Jeez. They're like, yeah. so she performed in individuals. They're like, where'd she come from? Who is that? And then in your show, yep. they're like, yep. did, who, who did she just do? Who's that? And they're, and that, and she was awesome. And, and you've got these other up and comers and then you put that whole package together. That's, that's so cool. It's almost, and, you not know, fair. that's a good point. Like Maggie, I mean, Maggie's 15, Yeah. you know, and so we put in a fifth boat, um, about two and a half weeks ago. And she, so she goes out there the first show. I mean, she's got ice in her veins. She throws a 1440, like, all right, let's go. Yep. Like, and doesn't even balk. Yeah. You, like, you, oh, let's just kind of do this. You guys you know, probably I, have uh, 10 people on your team that would be a standout on any other team, but Ethan absolutely. and Kaylee cast a pretty big shadow. Well, right? I mean, and you got dude, Cody coffee. I mean, he God. is the closest thing to Dan Hanson. Um, in <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's that kid. so funny story about that. So we had, um, I love stories. So I'm going to tell you this. So, uh, we had a practice, uh, so they do, uh, doubles to get doubles. So doubles going off for big act and one of the doubles couples breaks like his finger off the dock, like snaps it. Right. And he toughs it out and he's got his, he's got his, uh, actually daughter on his shoulders and they ride through and like, and I'm watching this cause it was during a practice and Cody's like reaches out his hand as he's got one girl on his shoulders and just goes like, here, let me take her off your shoulders. And he's just kind of riding through like it's no big deal. <laughs> two With girls. like two girls on his shoulders, like anybody else want to come in? <laughs> I mean, just yeah, like, you know, but it, I mean, to the point, it, it is stressful because you have to get it right. Yeah. You know, you have to maximize the talent and yet, ex, you know, be able to let your great skiers showcase the talents they have. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, the talent we have, it's very, it's, it's very hard but <laughs> and it, it's stressful because yeah. if you don't get it right. Right. So egos can come into play for sure. But a mark of a good show director in, in anyone, whether you've got world-class talent or mediocre talent is taking the talent you have and putting together the best show you can to maximize those talents that you do have and hide your weaknesses. That goes for anyone on, any show director anywhere you take whatever that personnel you've got, whatever talent you have in that given year, you try to maximize it. And the show directors that succeed the best are the ones that maximize their talent in the best way possible. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also too, like, you know, when you ask the question about like, did you expect to win? Like, yeah, we're going in with the mentality of like, yeah, we can win. Um, but then you don't want to put, pressure because i mean we're just water skiing at the end of the day yeah. but you don't want to put too much pressure you want your team to go, just go out there and do their thing right just go out there and ski and do your thing and that's really what we try to do and you did it better than anyone so like you didn't win any box scores and in fact you were third in some box scores and you out skied everyone what you executed and that at the end of the day that's what people want to see and that's what gets people on their feet when, when you have falls and you have onesie twosies everywhere that are falling, 
uh, the, the life gets sucked out of the crowd. And when you execute and you stand up your show, that makes for a championship formula and you guys did it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I will say though, like, you know, um, and I know you and I have talked about this. I've obviously talked at Adam with Lan- at length about this. It's like, so that box score piece, like you're trying to close the gap. Mm-hmm. I think Jason, you were talking about it. Um, it, it's not, I mean, we're starting to close that margin. Yeah, you don't of need like, to win the box, box score, value. but you got to be, you, just you got to be, be close. Right. Close the gap. The scheme will take care of itself. Yep. I mean, we obviously with, with the talent we have, yep. um, and that's a credit to them and not me at all. Um, but trying to close as a show director, that, that gap in production and the box scores and, um, yep. Yeah. yeah. We try to do that. Well, where do you, where do you guys, you know, you know, I think your biggest challenge lies ahead here in the next three weeks. I mean, where do you go from here? Right. You just had a show with seven falls. Yeah. Uh, the Jays probably didn't end the show the way they wanted to. And, mm-hmm. you know, so they're hot on your heels and, you know, you're going to have to do that again and yep. or maybe even better. And I'm sure your mm-hmm. team knows that. And are they up to the challenge? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, you can't get in your head too much on that. You have to, you just like, I mean, we are just going to run. We're going to keep doing our thing. Um, repetition, repetition, repetition. And then we'll, the rest will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, we're lucky in the, in the sense that, we've got so many veteran skiers that are so knowledgeable about show skiing that Lisa and I lean on so much Mm -hmm. to just help out and like, you know, delegate. And we don't have a lot of egos on our team. I mean, you got the little things that you deal with because it's show skiing, right? Mm -hmm. We all do, but we have so many people that don't have, I mean, Team USA members mm-hmm. that you were talking about, Craig, Cody, yeah. um, Kayla, Ethan, Kaylee. I mean, that just have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Matt and Dave, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, with being on Team USA and knowing and just leaning on them to be like, hey, what do we do? And being open to those conversations. So. Yeah. Well, and roll. congrats to you guys. We're looking forward to an exciting Nationals uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, a lot of great shows this year. What was cool about state, I think is that a lot of the teams skied pretty darn good. It wasn't like, uh, teams crapped the bed all over the place. They teams stood up their shows for the most part. They came, they came to play. They came to win. They came to have fun. They came to put out their best effort and they did. And that, that makes for an exciting, uh, fun state weekend. So thank you to all three of you for joining our podcast today. Ian, Jason, Justin, thank you. Congratulations. Thank, thank you, you guys. Very much. Thank you. Congrats. Great show, everybody. Yeah, you too. Take care. Great stuff from our three show directors, championship winning. It's, man, it is fun and exciting and stressful. But when you win it, when you win a championship and you're a show director, uh, there's nothing like it. And so kudos to those three guys and their teams. What a great weekend. Yeah. And really, you know, two stories there, right? You had, you had, uh, the two teams that didn't really expect it. Right. So it was, a like a surprise, like even, yeah, yeah. It was like, Holy cow, we just won state. And then you have the team that, you know, had won last year, the Aquanuts and their 50th anniversary, and they fully expected going in. Uh, to win. So, you know, the surprise isn't there, but it's the satisfaction of knowing, you know, we, we're gunning for the top and we did it. So it, it's, 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 they're both, they're all wins. Uh, you know, they're just enjoyed in different ways. They are. And, and what's interesting about the top of, of D one too, is um, I think going into nationals, I think the rock aqua Jays and the nuts are going to be the two favorites, you know, uh, we're, we're, a dis- yeah. we're, a, we're a distant yep. behind, uh, wonder Lake and backwater did well at, at regionals, but I'm not sure they have the firepower of, of either of those two teams. And, and, uh, even with the Aquanauts winning state, um, Aqua Jays might, might still be the favorite, uh, at nationals, given all of their size production firepower that they've got. Yeah, we might have just, uh, you know, the Aquanauts might have woken up a sleeping giant 
uh, I mean, not woken up, but you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Kind of oh, add yeah. some fuel to the fire. Um, yep. So yeah, it, it's, I, I would agree that uh, the one, two spot is going to be, is going to be interesting yeah. at nationals. Um, and then, uh, you know, three, four and five, we'll yeah. see how that kind of plays out, but it's going to be fun. It always at the, is. At the end of the yeah. day, the team's got to execute and these three teams this weekend did another great state weekend. Thanks to the Wisconsin Rapids Aqua Skiers again for hosting. Uh, just a, it's, it's such an awesome venue, uh, Lake Wazicha and, and all that goes into the whole weekend, a four day weekend of fun and, and now, um, recover our liver on Monday and, and the week after. So, uh, let's thank our sponsors today. We've got three incredible sponsors that keep sticking with us. And, and we hope that you guys can patronize these sponsors and get some gear and support them in any way that you can. We've got Flyman skis, you know all about them. They're custom made jump skis, they're featherboard swivel skis. Get on them at flymanskis.com. We've got the Lake Lovers Club, they've been everywhere making their presence felt. And upcoming is Twin Lakes Corn Fest. Do not miss that event. Get yourself to Twin Lakes, support the Lake Lovers Club, and come to that fun event. What a great weekend of skiing that's going to be. Check them out on Instagram at Lake Lovers Club and the board shop. Man, I love working with Jason Richling when we need gear, all your summer gear, board sports, water sports, water skis, bindings, you name it. And all your winter gear is ready to go as well. Get everything you need at bswake.com. And thanks again to all of our listeners. This is Matt and Adam, and this is The Ski Show. Thank you for listening to The Ski Show, the ultimate show ski podcast with Matt and Adam. We're the only show specifically dedicated to all things show ski. If you have feedback or ideas for future shows, hit us up on social media or email us at theskishowpodcast at gmail.com.